Oh, it's the big band again. The uh, College of San Mateo big band. The first one we hear is a tune composed and arranged by Phil Lesh, student and first chair trumpet who is going to New York to study next year. On solo, Ed Wetland on piano. The title of the tune is Finnegan's Awake. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is Sunday, the 22nd day of uh, August, 2021. This is Paul Truesdell, and what else? This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. We're going to do it a little bit different today. Enjoy one of the original compositions from Phil Lesh. Who's Phil Lesh? Well, if you know something about the Grateful Dead, you know a little bit about Phil. Dad's going to give you a little bit of a talk today, and uh, so bear with because uh, I'm going to do my shaggy dog. I'm going to get to where I want to get, but uh, you're going to have to bear with me. Born in 1940, he's an American musician, founding member of Grateful Dead. That's right, played the bass uh, guitar throughout his 30-year career. He has an amazing background, and um, basically, uh, you know, Grateful Dead disbanded in 1995. Phil Lush and Friends continues. Go to his website, and you can see what he's doing, touring, and we're going to take that into consideration with a lot of things that I've been talking about. But uh, if you know that I love jazz, I love whiskey, don't smoke, but uh, give me a good single malt and uh, give me some jazz. I'm a happy camper. So when you hear something like this, yeah, I'm into it. So uh, he was born in Berkeley, California, started out as a a violin player, enrolled in Berkeley High School, switched to trumpet, participated in uh, lots of musical extracurricular activities, studied under a variety of amazing people. And uh, he's, you know, he's avant-garde, classical music and free jazz. So bottom line is he went to college, he went, dropped out of college, he went to the uh, Presidio for San Francisco was determined to be unfit for military service, tried to get in the uh, Sixth Army Band, which was, uh, you know, it's well known if you know that, that thing. Uh, he enrolled in San Mateo College, and that's what you're listening to right now. Remember, this is a kid that did this, okay? He later went on to uh, enroll in, uh, let's see, where did he go to? went to uh, Berkeley. And kept dropping out. He met the keyboardist for Grateful Dead. And uh, again, just didn't stick with college. Um, Basically, here's the gig, okay? Everybody says about this guy that his inborn intelligence, his curiosity, coupled with his considerable involvement with learning institutions, you know, in, out, figure it out, and keep on moving. I mean, he is just one of the absolute intellectuals in music, and he was with Grateful Dead.
So uh, there you go. You didn't think we were going to start off that way today, but we did. And so with that, I'm going to get a couple things real quickly out of the way. Let's do our introduction. Then we're going to do our disclaimer. I'll be right back. Here we go. The Paul Truesdell podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing and Longview Forecasting, practical forecasting for the busy professional and business owner. The Paul Truesdell Podcast. General business and economic observations. Individual wealth. Tips, tricks, tools, or techniques. And things that made Paul raise his eyebrows, shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started. So anybody who knows me knows that, uh, yeah, we put a uh, high value on education. My wife and I have gone the whole nine yards and more, but I put more value on people that actually do things, who actually accomplish something in life. In other words, if you can die, when you close your eyes and you can have a smile and say, yeah, I gave it my best shot, that's what it's all about. If you didn't do that, you just wasted time. Now, always remember, never forget, I have a complete different definition for ignorant and for stupid. The people that don't know something, they're just ignorant. There's nothing wrong with being ignorant. We've all missed school at one time or another and didn't know something, right? Didn't know it. Not a big deal. But when you know something and you know you should do something and you don't do it or you do something different, that's stupid. And frankly, I think you're stupid if you know what fixed cost financial is all about and you don't use the services of the firm. Due to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. I want to talk a little bit about what Lesh has done since Grateful Dead. 30 years, okay? So this is a musician that stuck with one organization for a prolonged period of time. And that's something I, I really have a lot of respect for. You know, I've been doing what I do now for 36 years. And before that, I have been in business now for, and I, you know, it's amazing to me when I say this, it's been 53 years because I started off as a kid running a business, okay? I am a lifestyle business where business is a lifestyle. That's a big deal. If you understand it, you want to work with us. If you don't, go away. I don't care. I'm in a mood today where, you know, I'm feeling so good about things. I saw a lady do a, a thing on Facebook. I've met her and uh, maybe doing some business uh, unrelated to our business with this person. And she basically said that she feels good. She's good and she feels good in her skin. You got to get that, folks. You got to get that. I've got people who have had heart attacks, cancer, strokes. I have seen people respond positively. I've seen people respond negatively. Some people get something and it's their, it's their, their scarlet badge. You just, oh, woe is me and everything else. Well, listen, you know, here's the thing. I don't buy that crap. Follow my logic on this. See, in 1999, Lush, he co-headlined on a tour with who? Bob Dylan. So Phil, Lush, and friends are out there with Bob Dylan. Guy is amazing, okay? Absolutely amazing. 
Now, he and his wife, they have a charitable foundation. It's called the Unbroken Chain Foundation. They have a couple of children. Okay, everything's good. Yeah, this is all great. Problem is, you know, things happen. Okay, things happen. He underwent a liver transplant in 1998 result of chronic hepatitis C. So what does he do? He's a big donor. He's a big advocate for uh, for organ donating. That makes sense, doesn't it? But there's a lot of other things that he's gone through. For example, he was diagnosed with a prostate cancer and uh, it killed his father. So he underwent a, a treatment, had an operation. It's all been documented. December 2006, had it removed. And you know what he said? I'm doing fine. I'm back. So he's back touring. And he's got some guys from the Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead is uh, kind of like quasi doing their thing. He's got a new band. Things are going good. What does he do? You know, he's out. He's out humping it. So what happens now in 2015? <laughs> he announces he's got bladder cancer of the bladder. Bladder cancer, right? He goes through surgery. Expected to make a full recovery. 2019, a couple of years ago, right? What does he do? He's got, he has to undergo back surgery. So he has to cancel a bunch of engagements. And uh, he was going to be at the Outlaw Music Festival. He's going to be at Telluride at the Blues and Brews Festival. Dirt Farmers uh, Festival. I mean, he's he's got to make a full recovery, right? But here's the thing. He is. He's back. He didn't let something get him down. And when I tell you folks... That I am, I retired on October 1st, 1986. That's when I, I became completely, totally self-employed. No more working for the man, no matter, no matter who the man is. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed working for the man. I enjoyed working in law enforcement. I enjoyed being a precinct coordinator for a congressional campaign. I enjoyed working for Coles. I enjoyed driving bus. I enjoyed waiting tables. I enjoyed being a bus boy. I enjoyed running a hardware store. Did all that kind of stuff. Oh, hell's bells. I've taught school. I've even had a company that did lake maintenance. You know what? You do things. You see opportunities and you do it. I've stocked shelves. I've bagged groceries. In addition to having rotor tillers and lawnmowers and babysitting and you name it, doing it, including getting a chalkboard and having a guy who said, hey, you know, I can draw. And if you'll give me a couple of cups of uh, glasses of your uh, Kool-Aid, I'll, I'll make a pretty sign for you. I learned how to barter and get a cool looking sign and got people to come to my Kool-Aid stand because I had the coolest sign out there and holding it and wiggling it and getting people's attention. You see, you get people to go to college and they get a master's, they get a bachelor's, they get a, their PhD. They don't have any GD experience. Okay. I'm on a, I'm on a rant about this because it really irks my ass when you have... So many people out there telling everybody that they think X, but they have no actual facts to back it up. I've come on this thing, and it's not an original thought. I've read this, but basically what we have going on, and I've said this for years in the financial services industry, okay? I've said this for years. I've said it vocally when it comes to news. Oh my God, even my parents, you know, I remember being a little kid in the early 1960s, my mom and dad, you know, here's a good example. My father was retired as vice president of the world's largest trucking company. And the Teamsters wanted to unionize and the guys did not. So the Teamsters came in and this is uh, up in the Chicago and the Milwaukee area. And um, let's just say it was a little bit rough. And one of the things my dad taught me is that don't get mad, get even. Somebody hits you, you take them down. Somebody pulls a gun on you, pulls a knife on you, blow them away. Okay. It was never a tit for tat. And some of the officers that are retired from Tampa will know that I had an extremely volatile temper. When you do something physically violent towards me or somebody else, I will come I'm completely unglued. I won't cross the line, but I have no problem saying this. You hit me, I'm going to break your jaw. Okay. 
and I'm more than likely to break it in such a way that you won't be eating anytime soon. I'm not a young man anymore, but I'm still physically fit to do it. Not a threat, but that's the way life is. Life is about violence. Those who are willing to use it rule the world, okay? It's always going to be that way. You govern your actions appropriately. You don't go out looking for a fight. Those kind of people need to be taken out. But this whole thing about turning the other cheek and, you know, this is crap. This is complete crap. You know, somebody attacks you when you're sitting at your car. They have a protest. They don't like the way you look and they're going to attack you. I don't care if it's black, white, brown. I don't care if it's Christian, Muslim. I don't care who it is. You have the right to defend yourself. But then you prosecute people for defending themselves. This is, this is crap. This is absolute crap. Okay, so always remember, never forget, I enjoy a good whiskey. I enjoy jazz. I enjoy chilling out and relaxing. And guys like this guy, Phil Lesh. I love it, okay? This is a dude who's like, you know, just kind of, he, he's, he has mastered his craft. But he didn't master it by dotting the I's and crossing the T's and getting all the PhDs. For those of you who have done it, let me make this really clear. If you have a PhD, but you have never done what I would consider original research, then all you did is just piled it higher and deeper. You're an actual doctor. You have a doctorate if you actually did something that contributed to the world. If you're going to write another paper about, oh, you know, this, that, or something else, look, let me make this really clear. The overwhelming majority of the research studies out there cannot be replicated. What I'm telling you is that, and I'll give you the, the statistics maybe in the, uh, I'll give you the statistics when I get the chance to put up the, um, the show notes. But what, you, what we just don't have is legitimate, real research out there. And we have people who are now espousing their opinion, and based upon who they are, it's considered fact. Facts have less weight than somebody who has the, the bully pulpit, somebody who can get on top of the soapbox and is willing to make a damn fool of themselves, they have more credibility than people have actual facts. Okay. So here's the fact. You know what? I don't know this guy. You know, I'm not a big Grateful Dead fan. I enjoy some of their music, but I'm not a big deep fan. I like old fashioned classical music. Give me a, give me a sax, give me some piano, um, you know, a, a good jazz bar. I don't like uh, smoke. So a jazz bar that doesn't have smoke is kind of unusual, but you know, it is what it is, what it is, but the guy is still engaged. That's the thing. The guy is still engaged. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was a cool dude. He was as much a horse's ass as he was a nice guy. What he did to stifle compensation for programmers is just no excuse. Absolutely no excuse. But he basically worked and was engaged until he died. I like that. Now, I get some of you guys have retired. Don't, don't get me wrong. You retired. You worked someplace you didn't like it. I, I get it. You, you just retired. I get it. But too many people, too many of your peers, too many of your contemporaries have just checked out. They, they, they literally are, you know, just the size of mini whales. Um, they're always going to the doctors. They're always taking a pill. They always want the magic cure. And that's my point. This guy who was with Grateful Dead, okay, for 30 years, he's had multiple health issues. He keeps plugging along and going. I love it. And even though we have this COVID thing, he's out doing his thing. I love it. Now, I don't know his opinions on vaccines or not. I don't care what they are. I could care less. But what I do know is that he's going to be at the Capitol Theater and he's going to be performing. Now, in order to go to the Capitol Theater, you have to be fully vaccinated. And at least two weeks prior to going there, you have to have at least your second dose of the Pfizer or Madeira vaccine or a single 
single dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I, I'm going to say something that's inappropriate, so be advised. I shit you not. What the Sam hell is that all about? You have to have the Excelsior Pass, because this is New York City. You have to have a New York City COVID-safe app, the CDC vaccination card, or the New York City vaccination card. And if you receive these shots outside the U.S., you have to produce documentation where the World Health Organization has approved it. That's right. A foreign, non-domestic organization has to then accept and prove that you've had it. They will accept either a negative rapid antigen test or PCR test, proof of testing results, okay? And paper or digital copies, you, you got to bring them. In addition to which, you have to wear a mask while in the Capitol Theater or at Garcia's, it's called. Regardless of your vaccine status, all patrons are strongly encouraged to wear masks at all times. Patrons standing in the front row of the performance must wear a mask at all times. And get a load of this, children under 12 will not be admitted. Now, the only thing I agree with is they say, please stay home if you feel sick. Well, okay, that makes sense, doesn't it? You don't feel good, stay home. Let's talk about these masks. Now, I'm using COVID as the topic to teach you, to get you to think, to I'm literally on my knees begging you to think, to connect the dots, and to quit listening to ABC, NBC, CBS, People who are giving opinions, who are putting memes out there, do the reading and do the research. Here's the problem. As soon as I say this, somebody's going to say, oh, he's an anti-vaxxer. Bullshit. I've never said I was anti-vaxxer. I think some people absolutely should receive a vaccine, but not everybody. I'll give you an example. It just came out the other day that there are algorithms that have been written to facilitate the, the uh, x-ray of, the, of a person, their body, for a variety of different issues, okay? Based upon the x-ray, the x-ray can tell the algorithm whether you're, if you're black, because there's a difference in bone structures. Just so you know, sickle cell anemia affects folks who are black, not, ne not necessarily whites. No matter what you're going to say, people who are from the Pacific Rim are going to have a little bit different DNA than me. My heritage goes all the way back, and I can trace it back to the 900s with actual documentation. I know we're Vikings, okay? I know that my original family comes and invades France called Normandy. I know that we went to England, and I know that we have been on this side of the pond in what is now the United States since 1632. I know this. I know that we came over on the Winthrop fleet. And I know that the Truesdale that came over was an indentured servant for two years and then won his freedom, paid off his debt, and eventually became the vicar of Boston. I know this. I know this. I don't want reparations. I don't want sympathy for the guy. What I do know is you just move on. It's just fact. Who cares? But I know that our DNA is different. I know that people who have blonde hair are going to have a little bit different DNA than those who don't. I have one of the rare blood types out there. My father had the rarest blood type out there. It's consistent for my background. You have some people who are allergic to milk. Others are not. And so when you try to do something to affect everybody and say it's all the same, you are so full of shit, it's not funny. So I'm going to explain now a little bit about mass. But before I do it, let me get a quick uh, drink of water. I'm going to get actually a cup of coffee. Be back in 30 seconds.
For all of you who are just literally freaking out over the next round of uh, COVID-related flu, okay, stop it. Just stop it. Just listen to Dad, and you'll be just fine and dandy. So in Austin, the independent school district there uh, has announced that students do not have to wear masks when participating in extracurricular activities. And so, you know, like football, baseball, and bowling. But on the other hand, in New York City, they have to. You you just literally can't make this up. So, yep, you're going to do bowling. I don't know if you've ever been to a bowling alley, but you can maintain distance. But see, it's another one of those indoor activities. Guys, here's the thing. Somebody has not made a very simple connection. Now, listen, listen to this. Correlation is not necessarily causation. But when you find out that the overwhelming majority of people who work outside, whether they're toiling in the fields, whether they're living under Vidax as a, Vidox as a, as a homeless person, they're, they're out there driving trucks for FedEx and UPS and everybody else. They're out there delivering the mail and jumping. People that are outdoors ain't getting the freaking COVID like everybody else. They seem to recover. Why is that? Could it be because they're physically active? Could it be because they're getting vitamin D. Oh, well, you know, remember all that vitamin D, all that good eating, you know, avoiding the processed food that has nothing to do with the COVID. Oh, it doesn't. You need to get your magic pill, your magic formula, your secret pixie dust. Have them shoot you up because instant solutions are always better than hard work. You see, I'm telling you, people who master their craft, okay, who drill for skill. You know, people like Gary and Ricky and uh, Johnny, Michael, Mark, Peter. Who are these guys? Yeah, you might know of Ronnie, as in Ronnie Van Zant, leader of Leonard Skinner. They're known for having drilled for skill over and over and over. And if you haven't seen the uh, documentary on them, look at it. What did Phil Lush do? He drilled for skill over and over and over. And you can do that. You can do your own research on the COVID virus. Know the difference between an MRA, RNA. Understand the differences. Understand what people have done for years in this. Understand what the common cold is, what AIDS is. Understand transmission. Understand that now the CDC has said, oh, well, you know, remember, we do not need masks. You, masks are not needed. Then it was everybody needed a mask. Then they said, well, we told you that because masks were in short supply. We wanted healthcare workers to get masks. Then it was, well, now that we, we've, we've reached the, uh, the point where we have herd immunity, we're fine. But we have herd immunity only because everybody got shots. Those who didn't get shots are still potential spreaders. And they're still now with a new variant blaming those who have not been vaccinated as being asymptomatic spreaders, but the data doesn't add up, okay? An opinion is not fact. An opinion is not fact. It's like me going to a networking event, a social, and this is somebody asks, what do you do? And I don't, listen, I don't hardly, hardly ever anymore do I ever say, unless somebody introduces me. This is what I do get a lot. Hey, this is Paul Truesdell. This is my investment advisor, blah, blah, blah. You really need to look at this. I love that. When people ask what we do, I, I just, I always use anything else. Well, yeah, I said we have a, a fintech or we have a podcasting uh, hosting platform and blah, blah. I don't, I just don't bring it up because the overwhelming majority of people, okay, are midwits. They know just enough to be dangerous and they know everything about everything. And they'll say, uh, an investment advisor, oh, I got a guy who does the same thing. You don't even know what I do. And you already, you, you go from being an ignorant ass to make a complete fool of yourself because you don't even know what I do. 
You know, oh yeah, an investment advisor. You, you realize an investment advisor can be a person that's retail and works one-on-one -on -one with people. It's also a person that could be managing what? Pensions. They don't ever talk to individuals. It could be a hedge fund, okay? It can be a family office. It, but oh yeah, that's, yeah, that, oh yeah. Well, what do you do? Oh, I'm a chef. Uh, I trained, uh, classically trained. I uh, went to school in France. Oh, yeah, I can cook, too. I, 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 I get my food from uh, one of these uh, delivery services, and I, I have a microwave that I pre-program, and it, it, it cooks everything for me. Yeah, cooking's not a big deal. Up yours with a rubber nose. Up your, ho up your nose with a rubber hose. I mean, like, are you kidding me? So here you've got in school districts where they're saying, nope, you got to have a mask. Others say, no, you don't need it. And yet we just had a report that came out and said, look, um, no matter what kind of mask you have, unless you have an those N95 masks, 98% uh, of the particles, if you're near somebody with COVID, is going to get through, period, end of story. But we still have to wear masks. You have other people who have said, if you continue to breathe, you're, 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 you're recycling your air and, and it's getting, you know, ugh, then you're increasing your chances for, for illness. So there is no absolute here. The problem is those who express a different opinion, okay, are viewed as a problem child. Those who, for example, oh, they like to have uh, avant-garde music. They don't, they kind of like flip it in, flip it out, kind of like do a little this, do a little that. Just kind of go with it, man. Just kind of go with it. Well, okay. Um, you have some bands that they drilled for skill and you had others that kind of just, every time they did a concert, it, something was a little bit different. Like, um, well, Grateful Dead. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is called jamming. Song is actually called Help on the Way. But every time you have a performance, sometimes it's a little bit jumbled, a little bit jivey, a little bit here and there. As opposed to, for example, Leonard Skinner. So you understand where I'm going with this, and that is there's different styles for different people. But if you're one of those people who say, oh, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to play music unless you follow the score exactly the way the score is. And I'm telling you, that's the same type of philosophy we have right now when it comes to COVID. And it's the same philosophy we have with everything going on right now. If you don't drink the Kool-Aid, if you allowed yourself to have this kind of a mindset the revolution that took place in the 1960s where people said, we're done, okay? We had Woodstock not long ago, okay? And it was violent and it, there were problems. But Woodstock, when I was around, I mean, it was a mess. Everybody descended, but people figured out they, they got together, they got along. You, people aren't getting along today. Differences of opinion are not tolerated. And that is dangerous, in my opinion. When you have people who say, I just don't think this makes sense, and then they're attacked for it. There are a lot of totalitarian governments out there that are well-known and some that are unjustly called totalitarian. People misuse words like democracy and republican or republic. They misuse words like socialism and communism and capitalism. I guarantee you, 70% of this country thinks that capitalism is a political philosophy. It's not. I guarantee you, 70% of this country does not know who Adam Smith is. 
I guarantee that 90% of this country doesn't know who Karl Marx is. If you say Marx and Stalin, they'll say, oh, they're one and the same. And I guarantee you that 90% of the population does not know that when George Washington, the first president of the United States as a union, but he's not the first president of what we would call the Confederacy. And as soon as I say that, I guarantee most people think, oh, you're talking about the southern states. Oh, the Confederates, they were bad. No, we had a Confederacy. 13 original colonies were a confederacy before we had the meeting in Philadelphia and created the Union. Most people don't know that George Washington murdered Americans after Cornwallis was defeated and sent back to England in the Battle of Yorktown, where those who were men who were sympathizers and supported the British were brought out before the town square. The women who cavorted with the British, they were allowed to get on the ships and leave. Most people don't know that Benedict Arnold wound up going to England and becoming a general over there. But these guys who were left behind, they were drawn and quartered. Most people don't know where the phrase, united we stand, divided we fall, comes from. And we have this, oh my God, I cannot believe that the Taliban are going to kill people now that they're in power. It's always been that way. Of course they are. Should you be appalled that they're going to do it? No, they're consolidating their government, their power. That's, this is always done this way. When you take over a corporation, when the CEO, of it, they're out. The board of directors actually is no longer a rubber stamp and they fire a board of directors. You get a new guy in, a new gal in, what do they do? They bring in their own people in. It's always been done that way. Places where you can't bring your people in because of civil service, they never work. Management by committee does not work. Somebody has to be in charge. Truman, the buck stops here. Yeah, it does. And you don't need to have a PhD to run a company. Look at all the presidents of the United States that did not have a college degree. We had one, Woodrow Wilson, had a PhD. One. And I can make the argument that was the most racist, sexist, godforsaken human being that we've ever had as president of the United States. But we got to start. We got to stop thinking like lemmings in following the Pied Piper. You got to stop it. Now I've got a hot cup of coffee sitting here in front of me. It's getting cool. I'm going to take one minute. I'm going to wet my whistle. You do the same thing. Go pipe pedal. Go get coffee. We back exactly in one minute. Okay? Go do that. Get out of here. are starving. Carl's Jr. believes no child should go hungry. You are an unfit mother. Your children will be placed in the custody of Carl's Jr. Oh yeah, so back in uh, April 2nd, 2006, we had a report that the United uh, Kingdom 
UK government had ordered 200,000 body bags. It was a secret plan because their researchers said that the bird flu outbreak was going to be so bad that there would be just a massive number of people dying. So they drew up plans to ration food and fuel. And when it got out, basically the consumer freaked out and started a panic wave of buying. Doesn't uh, kind of sounds familiar, if you ask me. And they say, well, now contingency planning is vital because uh, the we're going to have a pandemic, and and we've got to prevent panic, and and so we got to get ready to ration everything, and because people are stockpiling things like pasta and rice and bottled water, bottled water. You know, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but whenever we were out playing, we'd go to somebody's house and turn on the hose and get a drink of water, and uh, nobody ever complained or called the cops, and we just we were just kids, you know, and uh, a lot of times people would say, hey, you want a glass of ice? You want some ice without the water? Hey, hey, I said, come on inside. You know, it was nice having neighborhoods like that. You know, I don't think during the, during, during the summer when I was a kid, I don't think I ate at our house more than maybe half the time. I mean, I, we, gosh, you know, we'd be out, you know, we'd be a, just our, our, our gang, our group. Somebody would make pinburn jelly sandwiches. Somebody would bring out potato chips. You know, we just, you just did it, right? Not anymore. No, we didn't stockpile diddly. I do remember the pandemic. I remember my mother and father couldn't believe that one night, and I remember this, Johnny Carson, who used to host the uh, Tonight Show, made a joke about toilet paper, and there was, they are going to run out of toilet paper, they were going to stop producing it, whatever. It was just a joke. It was just a joke. And so what happened is that all across the United States, people went out and bought toilet paper. There was none to, to get. My mother went shopping, and there's no toilet paper. She called my dad at the office and said, hey, honey, if you get a chance... Uh, maybe we should stock up on toilet paper because I went to the Winn-Dixie. There's no toilet paper out there. You, you can't make this stuff up. So panic buying. Listen, the, the whole world got to this just-in-time manufacturing, just-in-time delivery. Every That all sounds good as long as the transportation system works. What did I tell you my dad did? He retired as the vice president of the world's largest trucking company, started off on the loading dock, Short haul, local delivery, did everything, got into sales, went up through management, became a BMOC, big man on campus. Here's the thing. I understand that. I also understand how to use a slide rule, an abacus, because I saw my dad do it. He taught me. Oh, sure, I have a calculator. In fact, I've got, uh, what I got right over here? What is it? I still have my old Texas Instruments Business Analyst 2 Plus. Always sits next to me. Yeah, I got a phone. Don't need one of those calculators. You got a phone. I still use a, a basic desktop calculator as well. Adding machine, we used to call it years ago. Why? Because it's just handy. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. Punch the keys and, and get it done. Some of you old accountants, especially those who retire, you understand what I'm saying. But if you say the word abacus now, people, the most, the, the only, what they're most likely to do is say, yeah, ABBA. Yeah, that was a group, wasn't it? No, abacus. Slide rule. Oh, yeah. Isn't it a dance that you do? You slide and do the rule, right? Come on. Yeah, I know I'm sarcastic. I know I'm a dick. Somebody has to. Because if you if this is not your forte, then quit listening to the propaganda that's out there. And you have a right to a legitimate opinion. And this isn't the first time. This whole thing of getting ready for the pandemic, getting ready for the pandemic, ordering body bags, oh, it's going to be the worst thing ever, has been going on for years. It's wrong. So I was attending an event recently, and I had a gay a gal just uh, give me a lot of crap. I didn't say anything about it, but she gave me a lot of crap about the fact that I didn't have a, va- a mask and that I said, I'm not going to get a vaccine. Yes! 
and it really upset her a lot. And um, and I simply said, look, if you want to have a discussion about this, I'll be happy to have a discussion. But first off, do you understand what a cytokine storm is? Because I do, and I'm the kind of person that will have one of these, and I, I know my DNA. I know what I am subject to. So I got this stupid look. You know, you know the typical look from the... Um, a lot of ladies that are in their 20s and 30s, I would call it the Silicon Valley, Valley girl bimbo look. Like, I don't know who you're talking about, but you got to have a mask and you have to be, you have to be inoculated. You got to have a vaccine. They couldn't say the word inoculation. So what a cytokine storm is, is something that was extremely fatal to men like me. I suffered from this as a result of the 2009 H1N1 flu. Okay. Now I could care less. I don't. I don't want any sympathy. But here's the thing: I had a. I have no plaque in my heart. I know that for a fact. I've been to Mayo. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to everywhere. Why would I do this? Because in July of 2009, I had a widowmaker heart attack while I was on in the hospital having a heart cath because nobody could figure out what was going on. I knew I was having a massive heart attack. It wasn't the way you think. It was because of inflammation. I had a a double pneumonia. I was in incredible shape at the time. I didn't catch the signals. It all worked out fine, Dandy, but I had a Widowmaker while I was having a heart cath, and I have the video of it. Piece of plaque buckles, and, you know, I got lucky. They they were getting ready to pull out and say, there's nothing going on here, and then all of a sudden, there it it is. And I remember passing out, obviously, um, eventually, and I, I tend to stay awake during anesthesia. I just don't go out very well. But guys like me, and, and, and ladies, but mainly men like me, who heal extremely fast, okay? I have been hurt, and I'm not going to go through all the injuries, but you know, I'll give a good example. I got stabbed once. I healed incredibly fast. I had a LASIK surgery to correct a little bit of a vision issue I had. The very next day, the gentleman who did the surgery for, uh, for me, a friend of mine, he literally said, I, I did you yesterday, right? I said, yeah, why? He said, I cannot even see the cuts in your eyes. I have, anybody knows me knows that I heal extremely fast. It has to do with being lucky, being lucky gene pool. But also, you know, I, I've never smoked. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Oh, yeah, I have my whiskey every once in a while. I never do anything to excess. Anybody know? You've never seen me drunk. No, well, just won't do it. But as a result, there are a lot of men, especially, who die during, quote, the pandemic, and now call it a pandemic. Some call it the flu. They call it a pandemic. The H1N1, influenza. Now, in all influenzas, all flus are now pandemics. There's clear evidence that intense immune response, known as cytokine storms, will kill us, okay? Now, scientists... Real scientists who have done, you know, the autopsies, get the get the tissue, do the look, do the research. What happens is we have a remarkably high correlation when you get certain things. And this is an American Journal of Pathology. Have you read the American Journal of Pathology? Would you read the American Journal of Pathology? Would you read about what cytokine storms are? Or are you going to basically say, Paul Trousdale's a horrible person because he didn't get vaccinated and he's causing everything. Then why don't you look? I'm so bad. Next time you see me, put a bullet in my head and just kill me. Okay? Because that's the same damn thing. If you're saying everybody needs to be treated the same, and if you're not the same, you're the problem, then just kill us. Just do what the Taliban are doing. You assholes are no better than the goddamn Taliban over in Afghanistan. You're no better than anybody anywhere in the world who just wants to kill people because you're different. You bastards are absolute horrible people.
people. You want to kill people. You want to subject people. You want to remove their rights because they can articulate a reasonable, logical argument that's in contravention to what you have to say. Screw you and the horse that brought you to town. You think I'm pissed? You're goddamn right I'm pissed because I'm trying to figure out from an investment standpoint how we deal with this stuff. You got Norwegian airline, uh, Norwegian cruise lines. They're not going to let people on unless they've been vaccinated. But yet, one of their ships has got they've got the ne- next round of COVID out there. Well, golly, golly, that's right, Gomer. Shame, shame, shame. Oh, they probably had one person that wasn't vaccinated on the ship that got everybody r- sick, right? Surprise, surprise, surprise. No bullshit. Absolute bullshit. So let's see here, cytokines are messenger proteins that promote inflammation. Oh, yeah. So when I was when I went face down and I was able to get out when everybody was screaming at me, my wife is like, you know, yelling at me, honey, Paul, don't, you know, stick in there. And I was able to get out the words heart infection, heart infection. That's all I was able to get out. And man, they stuck every every orifice, every pin they stuck into me. And I remember the doctor saying, oh, he is bad case of I had, a, I had double pneumonia. God, I, I was in bad shape. But because of that, it would, the inflammation was it was cooking my heart. So unlike a traditional, you know, you've got heart disease, I'm one of these guys that had a cytokine storm that damn near killed me, okay? Do you think I've done the research on this? Do you think I've done the research on this? Let me ask you again. Do you think I've done the research on this? You're damn right I've done the research on it because I don't want another crash. So when I get a little sick, I pay really careful attention to what's going on. So the fluid buildup in the lungs, again, makes it worse. It happened with the uh, H5N1 avian flu. It contributed to the high death, what went on in 1918 with that pandemic. My parents went through that pandemic. My parents were born in 1915, so they remember the 1918. And if you listen to my podcast, I've told you about my father and his uh, last surviving uh, sister um, talking. Henry and Mildred talking. I sat outside when he was in hospice. They talked about all the, oh, the little kids, you know, they grew up in Gross Point, north of Detroit, and the little kids that died. I wonder what happened to Tommy and all these different things. And then they, they said, you know, we didn't get it. Our family didn't get it. But some people got it worse than others, blah, blah, blah. So you even have, and I don't trust these people, the Chinese Center for Disease Control, in coordination with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, say that the immune response causing severe lung damage, nobody's paying attention to it, very little attention. So they, they did an autopsy, they did all the results, and they found this. I'm not going to go through the details. Just remember, it's called cytokine storm. And in Frankly, those of us who are very likely to have that kind of response, those of us who, I I know that I had COVID back in the fall. I I know I did. I have all the symptoms. I had something. I know that in January, I got a little touch of something. Fine. I know that I, I know that I have the immunities. I have the antibodies in me, but I'm not allowed to go to these places that are now restricted. Oh, got to have a mask. Got to have a shot. I got to have a shot that could cause spike proteins to cause a cytokine storm in me and kill me. Screw you. And I do know, for example, that people who get gathered together, who protest and say, no, man, this is not right. The cops in Australia are vicious. I will never go to Australia. Just like I don't plan on ever going back to Chicago. I don't ever plan on going back to New York City. I don't ever plan on going back to Los Angeles. I was appalled at LAPD's response. You got these these Antifa, you know, it's just, it's so amazing to me. 
the, the, the guy and gal that used to protest the G7, G9, G5, G whiz meetings and anti-globalists are the same damn fools that are protesting, you know, now <laughs> going against the, your, your anti-vaxxers, even though people are saying, I'm not anti-vax, I'm, I, we, anyways, who's pulling the knives and stabbing people? It's not the people who are saying we want freedom. It's the people who want everybody locked down. You know, for those of you who are in law enforcement today, I don't know how you do your job. I would not, I wouldn't stay for one reason. I actually believe in the original Constitution of the United States. I believe in the original Bill of Rights. And I think that a lot of you are dumber than sacks of shit. You got a badge, you're just dumb. You're a midwit. You're enforcing laws. You're taking orders that are illegal. And you should quit. More and more you need to quit. Because here's the thing, even if you do something's right, somebody with a different opinion claims you're wrong and you're done. You're you're done. You don't want to be put in those kind of positions. So I encourage law enforcement officers to quit. We don't we don't need law enforcement if everybody has a gun and takes care of themselves. Stay away from me. I know that's radical, but look at what's going on in Chicago. You know, obviously gun control doesn't work. You're getting more and more violence. I saw a guy. I have a video that my son showed me of a man who was at an ATM machine machine I'm not going to give you the race of either party, but they were not the same race. And this guy walks in with a hatchet and starts hacking the guy. He's fighting as best he can. He's murdered with an axe in New York City. That should be national news. Nobody's talking about it. Why? Well, we, we all know the reasons why. I feel sorry for those who are legitimately trying to do the right thing, no matter who they are, okay? Who are always subject to discrimination. No matter what you do, you're always being discriminated against. Now, how does that play out? Well, let's use the Irish. Oh, all Irish are drunk. So whenever you stop someone who's driving a car who has a name that's Irish-related, put them in jail because they're obviously drunk. Okay. Everybody from England has lousy teeth, so everybody who comes over from England, we got to mandatorily pull their teeth and give them dentures. Okay. Everybody who's black suffers from sickle cell anemia, so we have to give everybody who is black treatment for sickle cell anemia. Okay. Everybody from China, the only thing they can do is swing hammers and, and, and put in railroad ties. And uh, so, the, and the only other thing they can do is just, uh, is to run Chinese uh, uh, food shops. Anything else, we can't, we can't let them do that. Okay. Everybody's the same. So everybody needs to have a vaccine. Okay. You see where I'm going with this? It's this Neanderthal thinking that has to stop. And it's tough to be fact-based in a world that is opinion-based where opinions now outrank facts, where information is not reported because it's not politically correct. Police are on the lookout for a 17-year-old man who uh, took an axe and, and killed another man at an ATM. No further details. Well, they have video of it. We know that the height and the weight and the skin and the hair color of one, and, but we can't report that stuff. Can't do it. Why? Why do facts scare people? Why do people do the opposite? Sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never harm you. Now it's sticks and stones may break your bones. Not a big deal today. But if you say the word's not right, we throw you in the bay. I, I, don't, I don't get it. So when I have from day one, I don't want people who are morons as clients. I, I get it when you say, I don't understand this stuff. I have to work with somebody that I trust. I get that. I have no problem with that. So why, it's the reason why I believe in true fiduciary principles. It's why I talk all the time about you do not want to use people who are commission-based and how assets under management is a slow bleed commission that becomes astronomical over time. I'm willing to stand up and say, no, it's, I don't care if 99% of the population disagrees. I don't care for the regulators. I don't care for the, all the academics. I, I don't care 
I know what's right. I know that when somebody says, thou shall not kill, therefore nobody should kill anybody. That's not true. I, I, I believe it probably says, thou shall not murder. If somebody comes at you with an axe and you're carrying a concealed firearm and you get bopped on the head, you're, you're, you're on your shoulder and you can turn around and you can drop the son of a bitch by putting two in the skull and three in the chest, do it. Thou shall not kill. You should. It's like it's like the two wrongs don't make a right. Just because you're being killed doesn't mean you can kill the other person. What? Oh, hogwash. Are you, are you kidding me? Now people will say you, you're not. You're come on. Nobody thinks like that. Yeah, they do. And you're seeing it every day in the news. You're seeing it every day in the news. And what you're seeing in our nation is there is no leadership. We're being managed by committee. What what has happened in Afghanistan, I don't care Republican, Democrat, I don't care who you are, is absolutely complete embarrassing. It's, it's, there, it's there's no words to describe it. I literally, I, I said to my son, you know what, my, all of my family, my whole, my, my, all of my children and my wife were sitting around one day, my other family members around. I said, you know, when you get to the point where you've seen the same story so many times, it's like, I get it why some people say, I, you know, I'm old. I, I just, I'm, 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 I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. You would, th- you would think we'd, we would learn our lesson in Vietnam. Biden was a U.S. senator for two years when that happened. I, I mean, I, you would think we would have learned the lessons from the 1918 pandemic. You would have thought that if you studied history and you studied what Genghis Khan did and how he absorbed his enemies and they brought them in, we could have applied that when we were in Iraq and Afghanistan. I, 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 I literally don't understand why we have to have more diversity officers and, and, and instructors at universities and most have more diversity people than we have teaching history. Don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-diversity. What I am is I'm a believer that history repeats itself for those that don't know their history. So this was a long podcast. This is the last time I'm going to talk about this. It's been a subject that has been sore to me for, uh, I can't tell you how long. And if you are in high risk, okay, you are basically fat, you don't exercise, you don't stretch, you don't bend, you don't... Remember what I've always said about this. Physical wealth involves strength, endurance, and flexibility with natural nutrition, hydration, and everything in moderation. So you, you're lazy, you know. I saw there's a new program out where you get your food and they, they send you this, this oven and you take this box that has whatever your food is and you scan it. So you don't have to even set the dials on the, the oven. If you can take the food out of the box and put it in the oven, then it cooks itself and it's done. You just bar scan. It's, it's like people with GPS. They can't get from point A to point B without being told where to go. People can't read maps. People don't read books. I mean, I can go on for hours. There comes a time when you're going to pay the price. When you have people in... Here's a good example. In Papua New Guinea, where the average IQ is like 55, 56, when, when you have people who have an IQ that is three times lower than mine, and I'm told that I have, to, I have the same, they have the same rights, they have the same voting ability, they have the same skill set that I have, horseshit, complete horseshit. When you stop testing people and say, well, tests are all biased, how, how can a test be biased when it's mathematical? How can a test be biased if it's based upon core science? How? I'm the product of my generation. A lot of us who are boomers were introduced to this thing called new math. Never, I, I never forgot this. It was always like, as long as, as, long as you're close, the guesstimation was fine. I don't get it. 
What I do know is that the notes of uh, music are C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. It's always going to be that way. But in today's world, eh, maybe, maybe not. So if you want to learn to play the classics, then eh, we don't need it. We can have A, Q, Z, P, D, Kardashian. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Really? No, it doesn't work that way. So when I say things like simple works better, it's based upon a massive amount of research that I have done, experience, the education. You know, when I say things like Sir Anthony wrote a Grand Stallion versus Tony wrote a pony, you want to break things down. And so when I say things such as simple works better, what I'm saying is what this guy is saying. Hey everyone, JJ here. Uh, in this lesson, I'm going to be talking to you guys about medical terminology. Medical terminology is like learning like a different language. It's and it pretty much is like a different language. But there are many easy ways to break the word apart into different pieces to make it much easier to uh, to comprehend. The first thing I want to talk to you guys about is just breaking it down. So uh, in in a, a medical term, each each word has uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, and the beginning is known as the prefix. And this is typically a, a descriptive uh, part of the word or a description that uh, just tells tells you what the number or the amount is, uh, the size, location, color, etc. The middle of the word is known as the root, and that's kind of like the subject of the word. It, it's and it usually relates to a part of the body. And the ending of the word is called the suffix, or what I like to call the condition of the word, which kind of details the process or procedure, but can also uh, tell you about the amount, the amount and location, um, or uh, other things as well. So the bottom line here is this, language. When you have people who, <laughs> you don't even know what the hell they're saying, when you don't have a common language, when you live in a, in a, a country of where babble rules, nothing's going to get done, for God's sakes. So you have to have some basic fundamentals, just like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z is different than C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. But the basic fundamental in everything is always going to be the same. So when you have a prefix, you have your root, you have your suffix, I don't care what you do, you have to learn the terminology and the language. And when you apply old-fashioned common sense, where one and one is two and two and two is four, it's not close to five, you actually have rules, then we will not have what we have right now, where opinion is valued more than fact. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdell Companies at truesdell.net or call the corporate offices for the Truesdell Companies at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved.
Well, we're going to finish off with a uh, one-minute song. It's called Five to One by Steve Polani. Five to One. With that, it's time for me to get out of here. Time to make lunch. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me. See you tomorrow.